A select few survivors are tasked with colonizing and repopulating a new Earth. Strong female characters drive the action in this dystopian post-apocalyptic thriller. Georgia, one of several beautiful genetic exotics, dares to break free from the tightly controlled social structures that forces women like her into a life of sexual slavery and forbids all women to bear and raise their own babies. Enter the hatchery. Courtship. Georgia fidgeted nervously as she waited in the courtship lounge at the RC. The reproductive technicians had tried to make it look like one of those disco bars that she read about in her ancient history studies. The ancestors had used places like these for screening and seducing a sexual partner. The lounge featured a sound system that blasted weird electronic music. It had a pulsating beat that caused her heart to race, making her feel even more anxious despite her efforts to relax. A lone female voice was wailing high-pitched gibberish over the beat. glass coffee table offered some sort of exotic fruit that she hadn't seen before. The red heart-shaped lumps glistened in the violet light. Next to the mystery fruit were two ridiculously impractical glasses, shaped shallow and wide at the top and tapering to narrow stems at the base, like they had been purposely designed to spill over. Stem glasses? Yes, that's what she thought the ancients used to call them. Each glass contained a clear beverage that seemed to have a life force of its own, churning and rolling and releasing a delicate mist that tinkled her nostrils when she held the glass close to her face to take a cautious sip. This was not water, and it certainly wasn't the wretchedly sour fermented palm ale that was the only alcoholic beverage manufactured on New Earth. This stuff had a slightly sour taste but a sweetness, too. Georgia decided it was pleasant enough to drink. When she looked up from her third sip of the drink, she noticed someone standing near the door. He was tall, but hunched over in the manner of the very tall, looking down at the floor. Both of his hands were shoved deep into his pant pockets. His face looked boyish, an interesting contrast to the tinges of gray in his sideburns. Hey there, he said cautiously. You must be Georgia. And you must be Samuel. He looked around for a place to sit, but there was only one other chair in the room, a plush purple club chair that was positioned right next to Georgia's. The chairs were a match set. Mind if I sit? Go right ahead. 
He stared at her forehead to avoid making eye contact, then looked away as he struggled to think of something clever to say that would make this meeting anything less awkward than it already was. Although he had 20 years' experience as a donor, Samuel was feeling very out of place. It had been several years since he had been paired with anyone beside his wife. He was surprised to get the call to report to the courtship lounge so late in life. He and his wife were doing their part for society, raising three kids. Georgia picked up the unused glass and handed it to him. Try this stuff. It's supposed to help us relax. He carefully took the glass from her with a look that betrayed his concern that the delicate stem might break in his meaty hand. She couldn't help smiling at this tall man with the curiosity of a teenager examining the fizzy beverage in the odd-shaped glass. He took a small sip, coughed, and rubbed his nose with the back of his hand. What is this? She shrugged. I don't know, but it's kind of nice, don't you think? Samuel took a second sip, coughed again, and laughed nervously. <laughs> I guess it's an acquired taste. Georgia decided at that moment that Samuel would make an acceptable first reproductive partner. After all, somebody had to be her first, and he seemed willing to please. Yes, it's an acquired taste, like this crazy background music. They both laughed softly in agreement. She picked up a piece of the strange fruit and took a tentative bite. A squirt of juice shot out, dripping down her chin. She laughed again and tossed the rest of it in her mouth, closing her lips to contain another potential geyser. Mmm, this is delicious. Try one. She pointed to the plate. He shook his head. I'll take your word for it. You go ahead. Georgia ate two more morsels. Seriously, she declared with her mouth full. You've got to try this stuff. She washed it down with the rest of the fizzy beverage. It tasted cold, but had this strange warming effect as it went down. She could feel her body relaxing along with her inhibitions. She eyed him curiously. So, why do you suppose they paired us? I mean, I know for what purpose and all, but why us? My file says my grandmother had red hair, so... Oh, I see. One of my offspring has red hair, but I don't think you and he... Oh, I... I mean, he's still too young for pairing. How old are you? Forty-two. She picked up his glass and drank it down without stopping for air. I'm thirty-six. She belched quietly crying too late to cover her mouth. <clears throat> this is my first pairing. No shit. God's truth. You're 36 years old and you've never been paired? I know, it's strange. I don't know why they waited so long. I think my file got lost in the system or something. The other exotics I live with are constantly, you know, busy. Well, then, I guess I should be flattered to be your first. I mean, it's kind of an honor, right? Georgia blushed. This guy was really nice. I guess it's better late than never. Red hair is a recessive genetic trait. They don't want my, our kind to die out. And 
The only other ginger they located was sterile, so they're rolling the dice with me. A retired donor. Makes sense. Yep, apparently so. Well, what do you say we get on with it? I mean, if you think you're ready. She blushed. Um, sure. Georgia stood up and unzipped her jumpsuit, then slipped off her panties. Samuel stared intensely at her body, unconsciously licking the perspiration that had formed on his upper lip. But he just stood there. Um, I'm sorry, but I really don't know what I'm doing. Would you like me to move around or anything? No, I'm good, thank you. You're beautiful. He turned away and quickly walked to the bathroom and shut the door behind him. Georgia could hear his muffled groans as she waited. A buzzer went off and the weird music stopped. The violet mood lighting was instantly replaced with bright white light. An RT appeared through the door, rolling in a narrow cot that she left in the middle of the room. She knocked on the bathroom door and waited impatiently as it opened slightly. Georgia could see the now-familiar large hand holding out a small vial. The RT took the vial, held it up to the light, and chirped, Nice work, Samuel! She motioned to Georgia and patted the cot good-naturedly. This will only take a few minutes. Georgia laid down on the cot while the RT sucked the contents of the vial into a syringe. Now open your legs good and wide for me. That's it. I'm just going to ease you open. Oh, nice mucus. Let me just slide this in. Georgia took a deep breath and braced herself. We're almost done. There, all done. Now you just lie back and take a nap for about an hour. The RT left the room quickly, leaving Georgia alone on the cot. She squeezed her eyes shut, trying to nap as instructed, but there was no way she could fall asleep in this place. The whole experience of her first pairing was just too uncomfortable for sleep. Samuel tried to step out of the bathroom unnoticed, but when he saw Georgia turn her head and look in his direction, he knew he couldn't just walk out without acknowledging her. Swallowing hard, he managed an embarrassed smile and stuttered, that was great. Thanks. Nice meeting you, Georgia. He quickly exited the room through the same door as the RT. The hour wait felt like days, laying naked with her feet raised over her head on the cot. The RT hadn't offered her any blanket to cover herself and hadn't even bothered to dim the lights. Georgia stared at the bright white ceiling and tried to imagine being somewhere else, anywhere but where she was. The cot was too narrow and too short for her body. Her feet hung over the edge as she lay there with her arms crossed over her breasts. Eventually, she started to daydream, replaying the awkward courtship ritual in her mind, bringing back the conflicted feelings of excitement and disgust, desire and humiliation, she wondered how the ancestors managed to reproduce before the new rules. How did they find the right partners without reproduction centers and friendly, efficient technicians to handle the DNA transfer? It must have been so awkward in those days. Georgia, you can get dressed now. 
We'll see you in two weeks, okay? Georgia was startled by the cheerful voice of the RT. She raised herself slowly on her elbows and, being careful not to slip off the narrow vinyl surface, held out her hand to take the clear plastic tote bag from the RT that stored her jumpsuit, undergarments, and boots. Her feet were numb from hanging over the edge of the cot for so long. Thanks. So, that's it? That's it. I'll see you in 14 days. Georgia waited for the RT to close the door behind her before she got up and dressed herself. There were no mirrors in the room, no sinks to wash up, just the bright lights and remnants of her brief courtship with Samuel. Small plates of half-eaten mystery fruit and those strangely shaped glasses sitting empty of the fizzy drink. She was a bit disappointed that there wasn't any of the stuff left. Seriously, she could have used a bit more of the stuff to fortify herself for the long walk back to her dorm.